we know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale, so mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Know the genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, of course, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. In each weekly show, you get to hear how other people have discovered their own genius and what they were able to accomplish. You get to hear clues at the end of each hour show on how you can recognize your own genius in your own name. So how does someone express their creative talents? And how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Diane Huth, who has developed her genius in the area of helping individuals brand themselves. 
Now, Diane, who's wrote her first book, Brand You to Land Your Dream Job, to teach her talented students how to find a job. She taught them how to use the marketing skills she was teaching them in class and apply them to marketing themselves. She later discovered there were outstanding professionals who have been discarded by corporate America for one reason alone, and that is their age. She realized that she could be in the same position when she turned 67. So she did research and interviews in order to help mature professionals on how to beat age discrimination. This resulted in her, in her latest book, Reinvent Your Career, Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Diane. Why, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be with you and all your listeners tonight. Thank you. Diane, you're called the Accidental Career Coach. Why the Accidental Career Coach? How did that come about? Well, it just happened. I've been in marketing and branding for big um, Fortune 500 companies for 40 years. Um, I started teaching at two universities about four or five years ago, and I immediately discovered that these kids didn't have a clue on how to get a job. They were getting ready to graduate with a four-year degree in business after a $120,000 of tuition, and they didn't have a resume or a LinkedIn page. So I immediately went and wrote a presentation to teach them everything they needed to know, and it grew up to be a, a seminar and a webinar, and it grew up to be a book as I started helping people understand how to use the marketing skills that I was teaching them in class um, to market themselves, to create their own personal brand. And so just as an accident, I'm really a marketing person, but I ended up being a career coach. So you have both an MA and an MBA. So we're curious, when did you decide that you needed those degrees and have they actually helped you other than simply being able to put more letters behind your name? Absolutely. Um, I, I got a, my master's degree in Spanish a million years ago and I wanted to teach at a university level. And when I got my master's degree, um, I discovered that you can't teach at a university full time with just a master's. So I ended up teaching high school Spanish for three years and decided that was not how I wanted to make a living. So I went back to graduate school and got a master's in business administration, and international business. And that allowed me to travel all over the world doing marketing for companies like Johnson & Johnson, Frito-Lay. Um, and then as a Hispanic marketing expert in the U.S. So the skills that I learned were very helpful, both the language skills, which I use today all the time, as well as the international business insight. So one of my questions that I was going to ask you. And my, my uh, business. So one of the questions I was going to ask you in the fourth section was hablas espanol, but you've already answered that. You do speak Spanish. I happen to speak fluent Spanish, which really helps. Definitely. Now, I'm just curious about that since we're jumping ahead to that question. Um, is there a difference between South American Spanish? Because I know that where I learned how to say Yama, it's different in Barcelona than it is in the rest of the Spain. And then it's Jama down in South America. Do you know all those different dialects? Um, I, I speak Spanish. I learned Spanish in Spain and I've lived in Mexico and I've traveled a lot. But there are many dialects, just like English in Australia or New Zealand versus the United States or South Africa. The words are basically the same generally, but the accents are very difficult. I have a very hard time understanding Puerto Ricans, for example. Um, but, you know, generally Colombian and Mexican Spanish is fairly easy to understand for everybody. Okay. I was just curious. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we'd like to know more about you. 
So do you have children? Have they been able to use your help similar to the college kids? You know, have you taught them how to find ideal jobs? Well, I have one son who is 30 years old and he is brilliant and has a wonderful career. And I wrote his first resume for him and got his first business cards for him at 14. So yes, I have been writing his resume since he was a very young teenager. And of course, you know, being a, a family, you learn what parents are doing. And so he grew up around a mom who was a marketing professional and his dad who was a manufacturing professional. So he's been in, interested in business all of his life, but he never wanted to go into marketing. He wanted to go into manufacturing and engineering like his dad, but somehow he ended up as a product manager. So he is now in marketing, but in technical marketing, doing website development and projects for um, Home Depot actually and their website and, and things like that. So more of a technical marketing field. So, all right, all of our interest is peaked. How do you get a job at 14? What kind of a resume do you have at 14? Well, um, uh, he was working, he, he did computers, so I made him a business card um, that, that he could go and help people um, set up computers and load software because a lot of older people don't know how to do that. And then I started writing a resume so he could get scholarships into college and he could get accepted in gifted and talented special programs. And then it's just evolved. Um, and then throughout um, high school, he was working at Best Buy Geek Squad. So I had a resume to help him get that job. And then to get, you know, so you just should have a resume your entire life. So what's important to have on a resume? Let's say we're talking to moms who want to do what you've done for your son and have no clue how to get started. What would you suggest? Well, I um, they changed the rules on resumes 10 years ago and didn't tell us older people. So you have to learn all over again. Um, resumes, uh, everything is done online on the job search today. And so even if you go in and meet somebody in person, they can't hire you until you submit your resume through the online thing. They're, they have computer algorithms that screen out 75% of all candidates because of keyword matches. So you have to put the keywords in and you're, you're, you're writing it for a robot who's going to look at the, if to see if you have the same keywords in your resume as in the job description that they have. So that's the first thing. So you have to be really sensitive to making sure that you mirror the language of the job description and you personalize your resume for every job you're applying to. Then the next part is a recruiter is only going to spend seven seconds screening the 50 resumes maybe that get through a job posting. So you have to have something that is summarized, what I call above the fold resume, which is kind of a concept that I'm, I've created, which is everything has to be summarized in the top half of the first page. So someone in seven seconds can see it and say, okay, nope, they meet all my requirements. I'm going to put this in the look at again, as opposed to the throwaway file. And then you're going to be seen by HR, which is looking, do you have the credentials? Is, are you, you, you know, did you really do these things? Are you still interested in the job and doing some preliminary screening to see if you're employable, if you present yourself well, if your resume is clean and neat and organized and you can speak and communicate. And then you have the hiring manager who's the person you're going to work for. And he's looking to make sure that you've got the right fit for the team, that you um, have the right personalities. That's where you get the soft skills of, of grit and determination and hard work and teamwork and collaboration, and good communication skills. So you really have to understand it's a whole different world out there than it was a few years ago. So you have to write a resume that, that really meets all those four things and that you've kind of summarized the job objective, the career objective, which is not your objective, it's the employer's objective. 
He's going to tell you what he wants in the job description. So you have to say, I have these skills that allow me to do this for your company. And, and it always comes out to drive customer satisfaction, drive sales, and make the company more profitable. So you have to showcase, I'm a great fit. I can help you. I know what you want to do, and I can help you do it. And then I create a summary of credentials, which is bullet points of hard skills that you have so that in that seven seconds they can see that. And then an employment section, which um, lists the company, the, the title, um, the city, and then the years you were there, kind of gives a one-sentence description of the company and what your role was, and then talks about achievements, accomplishments. Everybody wants to talk about responsibilities. I was responsible for this, and I was no, don't tell me what you're responsible for. What did you achieve? What did you accomplish? I drove sales, I increased customer satisfaction, I slashed expenses, I, I generated so many dollars or such percentage. And so trying to quantify achievements will tell me what you were responsible for, right? Yes. Then, go you ahead. Know, when, when I taught, when I had a class at a university and I was teaching, um, I was the teacher teaching future teachers how to teach math. Okay. That was my, the job that they given me to do for this class. And one of the things I did at the end was to say exactly what you're saying. I am so glad I did not steer them wrong. And that was, <laughs> I told them to take the job description and take the, the phrases out of the job description and make sure all the key phrases were exactly word for word in their resume. See, you're brilliant. You knew this years ago, right? Well, I don't know about the brilliant part. I just thought if it's going through a computer, which I realized they were starting to do, that the computer could only recognize what it already had inputted. Right. That's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on X-Zone Broadcast Network and at knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out a few things that you can do to assist your own hiring ability so that people will want to hire you. Stay tuned. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. 
So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Diane Huth, whose website is her name. Diane is spelled the normal way, D-I-A-N-E, and her last name is spelled H-U-T-H. Even though it sounds like a Huth, it's not pronounced with O's in there. It's H-U-T-H. I should say it's not spelled with O's in there. Now, I'd like to take this segment to hear about different ways that you're going to help the baby boomers. So before we get into that, though, this is the part of the show where we analyze our guest's name. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, Diane, in your name, it says you have a very generous heart, that you give away your time a lot, and people come and ask you to help them a lot, and often at the end of the day, their job is done, but not necessarily yours. It also says in your name that you want to make the world a better place, that a lot of your attention is all around family and people that you consider family, that you're highly independent, that you do best working by yourself, that you have a nice religious, moral, ethical base, and that you will self-sacrifice for the good of the world, which I think is an interesting combination because it means you're so wanting to make the world a better place that if you could do something that you think would help many people, known and unknown, you would go ahead and do that. But it also says you can stand up to those people that might be confrontational. That's some of the things that are in your name. Wow. Have you been looking closely? Because that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Names yeah, always it really is. <laughs> so how many years do ideal jobs normally last before people change their minds and want something differently? Do you know? So how often are they putting out those resumes? Today, people are changing jobs much more quickly than in the past. Um, young millennials change jobs every 18 to 24 months or less. They think if they've given seven to 12 months to a company that they've done a lot. Um, employers don't feel that way. People in our generation generally change jobs every three to five years. And what's interesting is we tend to change careers every 10 years which is interesting, most people will have three to five completely different careers in their lifetime. And as we work longer into our 70s, because today anybody who's my age is probably gonna live into mid 80s. So you're gonna work much longer than you have in the past because who wants to spend 25 years playing bridge and golf? You know, you're gonna work and be productive. 
well into your 70s. And so you're going to want to do things that are new and challenging and exciting to you. So you're going to have more and more careers. Um, and often those careers will span two, maybe three jobs of three to five years each. Fascinating. Now, you call baby boomers the unemployable generation. Diane, why is that wouldn't each generation when it ages or gets to be this age become unemployable? Or is it just the baby boomers that are having this experience? It is an age discrimination thing that is relatively new to our generation because we are living so much longer. There's such a flood of millennials coming in and there is a, a need um, for people with technology. And we are, are not digital um, natives like the young kids are. We're digital immigrants. We learn technology as adults. And so therefore, we don't have often the same passion as a rule, as a general rule, as a generation, and the same um, ability to just absorb technology like younger people do. So it's really, really important to stay employable that we must increase our technology skills. But there is active age discrimination going out there. People in their 40s, and even in the tech field in your 30s, if you are in Silicon Valley and you're 38, you are unemployable in a tech field because of age discrimination. It's illegal, but it happens all the time and everybody knows about it. Nobody's doing anything about it. Oh, that's incredible. So according to your book, employers should hire older people instead of the millennials. Now, my kids happen to be millennials and they're pretty awesome. So I'm extra interested in your reasons to hire older folks first. Well, there's 10 key reasons that many of us don't even understand our own value to be able to explain it appropriately to a hiring manager. But the 10 key things that I believe are most important for our generation to embrace is, number one, we have company and industry experience that younger people don't know. We know what happened 20 years ago and why it happened and how we got here. And that's really important to be the state, the holder of company legacy and industry legacy to know all that stuff. Um, we also have relationships that we have built over the time. So we should have a very large network of peers who have grown up with us and are now strategically placed throughout the industry that we can tap into. So that mature network is really important. We have a very strong work ethic um, and we're very reliable and stable. We tend to show up and work hard and keep our mouth shut and just, you know, soldier on because we learn that way. Um, and we don't ask to be rewarded and, and um, pampered all the time. Um, because we just know that you've got to go to work. We tend to have better formal communication skills than um, younger people as a whole because we were brought up, brought up with strict grammarians where you had to learn to read and write and diagram sentences and learn words. And so we tend to communicate more professionally um, and competently than younger people who are often grown up with very simplistic language with, with Twitter and, and shorter text messages. So that communication skills is an asset to a company. And often people who are copywriters or they're kind of the, the, the gatekeepers to um, uh, communication with the public or with investors or stakeholders, they really want those skills. We also have proven dedication and loyalty. We tend to be much more loyal than younger workers. Uh, my son explained to me that that um, if you stay with the company for a long time, you're generally going to get a 3% pay raise annually, whereas if you change jobs after 12 to 18 months, you can expect a 20 to 30% pay raise. So 
he, as a millennial, said anybody who stays around in the same company for 10 to 15 years is a sucker because you're losing out on probably a 30 to 50 percent pay raise. So there's kind of that dif difference in company loyalty. We also have earned wisdom and professional judgment, kind of that gut feeling that after years of, of learning and experience, you kind of know in your gut it doesn't feel right. And I think we didn't have those skills when you're younger. You haven't acquired that sense of, of feeling, gut feeling. And I think that's really valuable for our generation. And we have the ability to mentor and coach people um, and younger people. We should be in a mentoring role um, and, and also at the same time learning. Um, Chip Connolly, who is famous for you know working with Airbnb, um, he said we should become mentor, mentors. So we should be interning with people, younger people, to learn the technology and what's happening in the world. And we should be mentoring them on, on some of the things we've been talking about. And then we have um, the flexibility and adaptability. We've gone, we've changed a lot. And so we are very flexible because we've had so many more different experiences and seen a lot happen that we may be more adaptable than some other people. And we also, in a business environment, we understand the value of money. We grew up counting pennies and working for allowances for quarters. And our the, the tooth fairy gave us a quarter, not $5 bills. And we understand inflation and, and, and the economics of business, whereas a lot of people who are younger have $50,000 weddings. And mom and dad gave them a $40,000 car for high school graduation. And they, they, they end up accruing $100,000 of debt. They don't seem to have the same um, understanding of how hard it is to make money and how budgets have to be balanced and how percentages of, of um, revenue or expenses can change things. So we tend to understand the financial um, wherewithal of a business or a company and what they want in terms of, of good husbandry of money and financial management, financial stewardship. So those are my top 10. Those are incredible. Thank you for sharing all of those. If people wish to know more about your book, they can go to reinventmycareerplease.com. And that is also on my website on knowthename.com. Normal way that you find out what the links are for every show. And all of Diane's information is there along with her book links. So one of the suggestions you make, Diane, in, is in your material is for baby boomers to adopt younger actions and habits. Now, what specifically are some of those actions and habits that you're suggesting? Well, you need to um, adapt to the environment. And today the workforce is getting very young. And so you need to be very mobile. Um, no flip phones. You have to have a current smartphone and you need to live and work digitally to fit into the business environment and the peer environment of working. And that means online banking and getting your news on the phone and having apps and really understanding the mobile world, which is the world of the future. If not, you're going to be seen as out of date and not with it and not technologically fit to, to fit in. Um, you can adopt things like wearable technology. And these are sim uh, symbols of being technologically astute, such as a Fitbit or having your Apple Watch. Um, you should have a new slim laptop. I have a friend who carries this massive, you know, 25 pound laptop in like a, a, a metal case. No, you need to have a little tiny laptop that you can be very versatile and flexible. And most people work off their laptops today. Um, adopt fitness as part of life. Young people all go to the gym and they do cross training and fit. So you should be talking more 
you know, in a social environment, fit in about what you did at the gym or what kind of workout rather than babysitting your grandkids on the weekend. Um, one of the things that's very easy to do is to learn to walk briskly. As you get older, we tend to walk looking down at our feet, shuffle our feet a little bit, and that's not good. You need to learn to walk briskly because that communicates high energy level. I've got a 60-something-year-old friend, um, and he looks like he's 45, and he works for an aviation and aircraft building company, and he makes a point of jogging briskly across the hangar as one of these things that I'm young and youthful and, and, and nobody knows how old he is. Okay, we've got to stop you there. Hang on to your thoughts. We need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to providing information on how baby boomers and others can present themselves to be hired. So after the break, we're going to find out how Diane Huth helps people present themselves to future employers. Stay tuned. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you wanna be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com on our schedule page. Our guest tonight is Diane Huth, a personal branding expert whose website is her name. Diane is spelt the normal way, D-I-A-N-E, and the last name, even though it's pronounced Huth, like you're hearing some O's in there, there aren't any. It's just H-U-T-H. So it's dianehooth.com. So 
you were saying, and you were giving us great information right before we had to go into a break about how to act younger and what that looked like. And you were the last thing you were telling us is about how one of uh, the older people would scoot across and walk quickly and almost jog so that he would look younger. So please continue if he had anything else to add to that. Um, two little items. One is to hide or minimize physical limitations or grandparently um, activities. Don't keep your meds and your arthritis med on the on your desk. Go in the bathroom to take it. Don't talk about your ailments or about your sore back or you know bad hips. Talk about um, if you do have a problem like a knee or a, 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 a you know a hip. You know you can fib and say you hurt it while skiing a couple years ago or something like that. You don't want to be in their mind as old as their parents or grandparents when you're working with a younger group of people. You're mature, but they, you don't want them to think that you're old because they tend to discount old people. And then the last thing is to learn um, to use, you know, nonverbal messaging. And, and when um, a lot of people work, um, say, obscenities at work that they didn't when we were growing up, and you just kind of have to uh, avoid that and not be bothered when people, um, you know, um, talk about things that are out of our realm of comfort. Um, and you also need to pick up habits such as, um, you know, something as simple as Starbucks. We have a generation of young workers today who go to, you know, special coffee houses. So you can actually buy a plastic mug at Starbucks and fill it out with your morning coffee for, you know, that you brew at home. But you're, you're signaling visually, um, non-verbally that you're part of them. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And I would have never thought that those things would make us look older or younger, you know, which things that you were mentioning would do both. So that's that's just fascinating. All of it is. And especially because when you had said in your book, we need to pick up habits that make us look younger. And I thought, well, if baby boomers are to adopt younger actions and habits, why wouldn't they just hire the younger people that already have those actions and habits? But you're saying that's actually what they're doing. They are hiring a lot of younger people. And like I met a 47-year-old, very attractive, pretty petite school teacher, and she got laid off. She got fired from her job after three years of excellent service. She didn't get tenure because they took her salary and cut it in two and hired two teachers right out of college for half the price each. So there's a financial justification. There's also a hiring issue that your frontline recruiters in most companies tend to be young, 25-year-old, and they don't always value the skills that we talked about previously that an older person, like the CEO, might look at an older person differently than a 24-year-old frontline recruiter. So it's, it's that, that subtle perception of age difference that you want to overcome so that you want to be in consideration. I have a cousin who has white hair and a white mustache. He cannot get an interview anywhere because he looks older than he is. So it's important that we look, that we convey youthfulness through our, our looks, not for vanity, but to fit into the workforce and be seen as a, a suitable um, employee and peer and um, communicate that that you're um, one of them instead of a whole different generation that wouldn't fit in. You know, that's really interesting that you're saying because of his white hair that he looked older 
uh, I got my first administrative job in the school system. I started teaching at 20 and got my first administrative job at 31, being the second in charge of a high school that had over 2,000 students and 115 teachers. My hair went white in one year. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, it slowly, some of the darkness came back in, but it's always been what I call spreckled or whatever. And it, what's funny to me is so many people come up and say, where did you get your hair done? That's so cool with the gray streaks, you know? And I think God's beauty parlor. And they go, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I've had that ever since literally 32 and 33, you know? And, and I think sometimes it's the energy that's exuded that's there because I got, I was hired for my last job literally at 63 years old. Well, that's because you are useful. You talk quickly. You talk briskly. You communicate very well. Um, you come across as useful. So that helps. Um, some of the tips that, that we talked about is, is really refreshing the way you look. For us women, it's a new haircut. Many of us wear our hair the same way we have for 20 years. And I actually, when I was writing this book, one of my dearest friends, who I have not killed, um, said to me, yeah, you need to get a new haircut because your hair is old fashioned. I said, what? I've been wearing my hair like this forever. I love it. He says, that's right. It's out of style. Like, how could you say that? But we really need to do that. And it means going to a different hairdresser because if you go back to the same lady you've been working with forever, she's going to give you the same cut. So you need to go to a different hairdresser and get a completely new hairstyle that is more contemporary and look at professionally coloring your hair. Um, and you don't want to, you know, go dramatic. You want to look like you used to look a few years ago. Um, one of the easy things to do also is lose your glasses. Um, glasses make you look old. So you can either do contacts, and there's a lot of inexpensive ways to do um, mail-order contacts, or as you get old enough, Medicare will, will cover cataract surgery so you can get your eyes done um, and get rid of the glasses. Um, you can update your makeup, ladies. That's real easy. There's several really nice um, YouTube channels on and some nice videos on on makeup for you know people over 50. And a girlfriend sent it to me. And it's like she talked about every single thing that I was doing wrong. So I had to completely throw out all my black eyeliners, and I had to go to browns and soft beiges, and I had to completely change my makeup palette, lipstick color, everything to be more contemporary and my goodness, it makes me look younger. Um, you have to have a great smile. Um, people look at your smile and if your teeth are, are brown or aged, then get them bleached, get them, um, you know, whiter. And if you have missing teeth, then there are dental implants and other things that you can do. But, but um, your smile is indicative of your age. Young people have clean, white, shiny teeth and you wanna have white, shiny teeth too. Um, you can consider, uh, as you get older, um, having the bags under your eyes removed, which I'm sure looking at, let me tell you, I don't know where these things came from. I had an uncle who was, um, in sales and he was a national sales manager for a big company and he lost his job and he couldn't get an interview. He couldn't get a job. So he actually had an up under eye lift that, that took 15 years off of his appearance so he could look more youthful and be in the running for an active sales job. Um, losing weight, you know, um, younger people tend to be more trim and so you can lose weight, you can become more fit, that will help you. Something simple like get a professional manicure and pedicure, you know, everybody wears acrylic nails today, get a nice looking nail set, 
make over your wardrobe. We tend to um, love the clothes that we've worn, but they look 10 years old. And so you need to update your wardrobe, maybe not with everything. With men, it's real easy, like get new shoes and a new white tie, you know, white shirt and tie, crisp. But for women, it means going through and and culling out a lot of the things that don't work today, that aren't the right color. Go to a store that might have um, somebody who could help you and pick out two or three new outfits that will refresh your look, new shoes, et cetera, and make sure you wear professional accessories. So those are kind of tips on how to look more youthful physically, in addition to what we've talked about, behaving um, more useful, youthful. You know, Diane, I'm still thinking about what you said with older people walk slower and to walk briskly. And, and I'm thinking about all the people I see in airports, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how they move from gate to gate and who's passing whom. And it, it, I guess I just never noticed that, but now that I'm thinking about it, how older people do walk slower. Mm-hmm. And they often look down at their feet instead of looking forward, head up. So those are some tips. Now, do you think that the that the 60 is the new 40? I mean, I'm starting to hear that all the time. Absolutely. We're going to live to 85. So you're going to have to work to 70 at least. So you need to be active and engaged professionally. So you have to be up to date, particularly in technology. If you do not have technology skills, you cannot get a job today. Absolutely. Even people in blue collar jobs or, or, you know, minimum, you know, checking in at Walmart, you still have to check in on the computer and log in. You need to have basic computer skills. And that's really, really important. And it, and it also is indicative of embracing lifelong learning. Sharon, one of the things is like when I went to college and you got a degree and you were done, right? So I got two master's degrees. I don't need to learn anything. Wrong. You, I need to be learning and everybody needs to be learning something every single day for the rest of your life because the world is changing so fast. Technology is changing, doubling every two years. So if you are not actively embracing learning new things, new skills, new certi- certifications, new credentials, you will be left behind just by this, this tidal wave of technology. And, you know, a lot of companies, people who work for big companies, companies have training budgets. Number one, most of them will give you $5,000 a year to college tuition. So you have a degree, go back and get a master's degree or get a degree in something else or do a certification programs. Most professional organizations offer very reasonably priced certificates. Like I belong to the American Marketing Association. Hold that thought. We need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Diane Huth has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. 
Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They're here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyatt, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and xzone broadcast network, and on knowthename.com on the schedule page is the link. Our guest tonight is Diane Huth, who's developed her talents in the area of branding yourself. Now, you can reach Diane via her website, which is her name, dianehuth.com, and Huth is spelled H-U-T-H. Diane, did you want to finish anything more on that last question we were asking right before the break? Well, it's like we were talking about lifetime learning. So we all really have to understand that it's not over. You have got to learn new things. And today, employers value credentials, current credentials, certificates, and badges as much as they do college degrees. A lot of times college degrees says I'm a good learner and I have general skills, but they want somebody who's certified in a very particular skill. So the easiest and fastest way to update yourself educationally is go to a junior college or go online to courses like Udemy or um, any of the other courses, Linda, there's a bunch of them, and and take a, a certification program in a skill that's relevant in your field so you can add those skills or badges or certifications. That can do wonders for your career. But just you need to look at 
Everybody needs to invest at minimum of half an hour every day in learning something new, which can be as easy as watching a YouTube video or listening to Kim Commando or picking up a technology or a, a, a computer magazine and reading a couple articles. So that's what I, I hope we all learn for the rest of our lives, every day for the rest of your lives to learn something new. I like to learn new quilting skills. Okay, <laughs> so, so more and more people appear to be consultants or part-time workers, whereas companies are not paying out benefits like healthcare. Have you found that this is more apparent in the older generation than the younger ones? Absolutely, and I recommend that, that everybody who's got at least five to 10 years of experience set up your own consulting company. It's as simple as a four or five page website that's very easy and a business card and add some branding to it and, and create a, a sole practitioner um, uh, company, which is just um, your name. So you don't have to do the corporate registration LLC. And then you can offer your coaching and cons some kind of consulting skills because today about 40% of jobs are 1099 jobs, which are contract labor as opposed to W-2 salary benefit jobs. And it is growing radically. Um, the other trend is that people are, are closing down offices and moving people to their home where they have to be more self-sufficient because you don't have a secretary anymore to do things. So you've got to learn to, to run your own operation at home with your own laptop and printer and phone and, and set up uh, a, a business at home, whether you're employed by the company or do a contract job or a consulting job. And if you're lucky, you will do such a grand job that they will say, why don't you come and work for us full time so we have more control over your, you know, your time and, and we want you part of the team. That's a great way to get a job is to work on a contract basis for a company. So that helps a lot. Well, I, I'm switching back for a minute because I know, Diane, that you're making a major life change right now. You're moving from Texas to Isla Mujeres, which is yeah. an island off the coast of Cancun in Mexico. So we've already said at the beginning that you habla Espanol. And so what happened that caused you to choose this move at this time and this place? Well, part of it came out of the soul searching and writing my book, because at the end of the book, I talk about really figuring out what you want to do with your life. What are you going to do with these next 10 years? Um, I'm fortunate to have Social Security, which gives me a financial safety net, so I don't have to have a paycheck every day. And the world is moving towards digital online virtual jobs. So you can do freelancing and consulting with a phone and a computer. You can do that from anywhere in the world. Um, I have been working out of my home office and doing my career coaching and marketing um, consulting for years. And I've been caring for my 96-year-old mother with Alzheimer's. And it finally got to the point where um, she got so bad that we had to put her in a private care home. Um, and that freed me. She doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know who she is. It's, it's that, that very horrible disease. But I've had my mom for 90 plus years. So I've been blessed. And it's also a shame to have this horrible wasting disease. But when she no longer knew who I was or cared who I was, that freed me to be able to follow the dream that I have been been um, wishing for for many many years which is to go live in mexico on a white sandy beach and so this is my moment in time that i'm now free of family responsibilities and i have an online business that i can take with me and work from anywhere in the world so it's this tech it's, it's the convergence of family changes and technology allowing me this flexibility and i can go and work on a white sandy beach isn't that fun 
Yes, incredibly fun. You might even start tutoring English. Okay, so talk to us about the book Grown-Up Guides to Running Away from Home that you're currently writing. I This whole journey is one of learning, and I tend to be analytical, and so I solve my problems by writing them down and writing through them. So as I have been um, working on this mission to change my life, I have been doing a lot of research. I just came back from a six-week beta test living you know, on the economy in an apartment on the island and living like I would if I you know, lived there with you know, doing your own laundry and shopping and things like that. Um, and so I am writing down the step-by-step what I'm doing, what the decision is, what the process, what you have to be prepared if you want to run away um, and do something new and exciting with your life. So that will be my story. And I'll also be um, adding a lot of stories of the people I'm meeting, young people, old people, retirees, young professionals, lots of people who are learning to change their life and be able to be um, untethered from a physical location and go and live where they find joy. And so I'll be you know, finishing partway written, and I'm I'm basically writing it as we go. Things like I just got my visa last week, and what do you do with your pets and family members, and what are you going to do with the stuff in your house and your treasures and banks and finances and mail? Got to sort through all that stuff. So that's what I'm in the process of doing right now, and I'm going to write down a kind of Sherpa people along, um, following kind of the learning, so that they too can have the option of freeing themselves from a physical location and and either traveling or living someplace else that they want. You know, it, it sounds very idyllic, idealistic. Now, you have a free gift that you're offering our listeners, which is able to be downloaded a copy of Reinvent My Career, Please, and it can be accessed at Reinvent My Career, Please. So talk to us about that. Yes, dot com. Thank you. It is it is those 10 reasons that 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 employers should hire us baby boomers or mature professionals instead of younger people. And it's those 10 points that we went over the value that we add with scripts so that you can help to explain that value to an employer or a, a recruiter. Um, so that you can can really help to showcase the value that you skill that you offer in light of this age discrimination challenge that we have, how you can bridge that gap and and demonstrate your value. So again, if you would like those 10 reasons so that you've got them in your back pocket or your front hand um, and why you should be hired versus someone who's younger because of what you can contribute, that is at reinventmycareerplease.com. <coughs> Excuse me. So Diane, coming back to other than a resume, and making the resume, the keywords match whatever the job description was so that you can get through the computer. Is there anything that people should know when they go in for an interview on what to say and what not to say? Oh, yes. There's a lot of interview skills that are important. I'm actually, I have an online course, which is um, build your above the fold resume that walks you through the resume. And then I'm launching a course called Secrets to Ace the Interview, which explains everything about um, how to to be successful in an interview, the different kinds of interviews, what to wear, what to say, um, understanding their pain points, doing the hours of research you need before an interview so that you can interact with an employer as a peer, as opposed to an applicant, by really understanding their pain points so you can talk knowledgeably about the issues that they face as opposed to asking basic questions. 
there's a lot to be involved in, in, in a good interview, making sure you write thank you notes, making sure that you um, bring um, paper to write on, but you don't engage with technology unless you've got a portfolio, leave the phone so it doesn't interrupt you. Um, how, you know, there, there's a lot that you need to do to be successful as an interview. And um, the key thing is really understanding what they want in the job, understanding their pain point. And that comes from hours of research on the company, the people, the industry, before you step in the door for that interview. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think they can wing it. Don't wing it because you'll come across as a job applicant, not as a member of the team just waiting to be hired. Well, and I would also like to add for all the teachers that I've hired over the years, do not bring your kids to the interview. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Diane, so much for sharing your time with us today and sharing so much of your knowledge. Again, if you can uh, get to see Diane and see her work and all that she has to offer, it's available at dianehooth.com. So thank you, Diane. And thank you, Sharon. And thank you to all your listeners for, for hanging in with us and, and being open to some suggestions. Diane's name excels at wanting to make the world a better place. That is shown in the A-N in her name. So if you have the combination of A-N anywhere in your name, you too are wanting to assist the world in becoming a better place. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on xcbn.net radio and Exxon broad Broadcast Network and on the schedule page at knowthename.com. Now, if you wish to know how to read a person's name or more about your own name, visit the website, knowthename.com, and give yourself the gift of a session to find out what your name says about you and what your purpose is. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. 
Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.